1: You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. I'm Jordan Gonsalves and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through.
2: In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic, they were doing a die in. Right. Right. And in the process, Share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
2: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI.
1: Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy B. Wilson. Oh, Tracy, we finally slotted in that horrible murder. We did, we did. And uh, I mean, I'm glad we held off a little bit on it because it just really did feel like just, it, was, it was just too early to do. <laughs> something that grisly. Happy New Year! Here's some murder. Question for you. Yeah. Uh, we know that Marie had been widowed at least once. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened to the husband. I was, any speculation that... <laughs> no. And, no and, and what's very funny is that in the midst of all of the the press that you look at, Which does definitely cast her as, like, a villain. The fact that they're like, she's so ugly, she must be bad. I'm like, I'm going to travel through time and punch a reporter in the face. Um, But, um, don't be violent, kids. Um, (laughs) But, I'm shocked that none of them invoked that and were like, well, you know, she has a past. Mm. None of that ever comes up in any of those articles. So, if there was info on him, I did not stumble across it. I mentioned, both in the episode and just now, that whole shenanigans um, of talking about, like, that whole, like, her husband is so pretty, he can't be bad. Mm -hmm. Already irritating. Um, But I really lost my mind when I got to that article about how irritated Monte Carlo was with the whole thing. Not because it was so horrifying and they were like, there's never a mention in that article of like that the woman M11 was such a, a valued member of our little community. None of that. It's just like, oh, well, damn it! Now we have to figure out how to like <laughs> carry out this sentence. It's the it's the season. Like, I just, it's like, what kind of messed up values are these? This murder caused us a lot of inconvenience. Oh. Um, I did want to note, just in terms of like housekeeping, uh, we mentioned her jewelry being valued at 125,000 francs. I will say estimates for that jewelry are kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you look at additional articles about it, you may see different numbers. I went with the one that seemed to come up the most. The other thing that I wanted to mention is spellings, because they are also all over the place. Most of the time, you will see Gould spelled with two O's. I almost said two zeros, which is hilarious. Um, But you will also sometimes see it as Mm -hmm. G-O-U-L-D. So just in case there is anyone out there who, like me, is like, I'm going to go looking through old newspaper archives, uh, and you'd maybe want to find more stuff, the alternate spelling might help you get there. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I did notice several places have kind of corrected for both of both of those spellings to point to the same articles. The inconvenience thing is going to hang me up for days. Yeah. Days. Yeah. yeah. It does seem like something you would see in a movie satirizing rich people. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> a, a movie that would have sort of a... Uh, like a murder, but also kind of a comedic element where we are making fun of the people involved in the murder. Not exactly like Clue, but a little. Yeah, but Tracy, the fashionable season is just beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I can't, that phrase in particular, I'm just like, I cannot believe presumably an actual human journalist put that to paper and was like, yes. Yep. Let's go to print. There's also the part where uh they got the the you know hey something something's leaking out of your trunk oh oh I put our fresh chicken in there yeah I mean I guess you could say that's some sort of compliment to the chickens of France being more delicious than what they thought they might get once they got back to England but that again seems very weird uh <laughs> I that that is the other thing that's very very fascinating to me is to watch the Goulds try to tap dance around the reactions to their various stories and amend them in ways to try to land somewhere that is palatable in terms of believability to, I'm going to say their audience, that's not really what it is, but Uh um, to investigators in the court Here's the thing, because we have so many different versions, I don't know that anyone will ever know what really happened. Mm-hmm. Possibly the truth is in there, in, in some version that they told, or some combination of all of them uh, would lead us to the the truth. I mean, the, the Occam's razor version, right? Yes, of course, she wanted her money back. They didn't have it. They panicked and killed her. Um, That seems like the most obvious explanation. Mm-hmm. But I think the ac- actual details are things that we will never Really know, <sighs> I I kept thinking throughout, probably as the way my brain was trying to soothe me, of uh, and I have said it to you many times throughout recording, the line from the Corpse Bride where they sing and a murder most foul, and I think that <laughs> I think so um, that is getting me through not building a time machine to go back and cause some sort of chagrin to. The people who wrote about how sad it was that Monte Carlo was so strained under this mm-hmm. horrible besmirching of their fashionable season—I'm literally going to grouse about this for a good six months. I think. Yeah, it yeah. seems seems legitimate. That seems appropriate. <laughs> I'll put it on the list of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll move to happier things soon. We're recording three episodes in this session, unless something goes wrong. This is the first one, so we'll see. Uh, None of them are happy in any way. I would say it's a particularly dour, grim recording session. Uh, But what I have on my my list next is the opposite. I have a few things on my list, and I feel like I'm going to try very hard. I keep picking, I'm in one of those grim phases, and it's not even that I'm so like, I'm in any kind of like depressed state, or, I think it's actually the opposite. When I'm in a fairly good mental state, it's when I can really take on the more grim ones oh, sure, without sure. becoming yeah. completely debilitated by it. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, a murder most foul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'll come up with something silly soon, I promise. Uh, I feel like before we, we end this one, I should mention that I did not say in the episode that our listener mail, Jenna's, uh, came with a picture for two cats. And I did not take the time to mention how stinking cute those cats are. And I feel like they're very much in Tracy's wheelhouse, (laughs) not to give out your personal information, but you too have two adorable black cats. I do. That's public knowledge. It's fine. I thought so. But uh, yeah, because you share that sometimes online. Uh, but the pi- a pile of black cats, there's, there's almost nothing better on Earth. So Jenna, thank you, because I needed that too.
0: <laughs> Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com
1: to shop. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks.
3: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done
1: This week, uh, we talked about the the punitive expedition that Britain carried out in the Kingdom of Benin in 1897, and artwork that was plundered from that expedition. And man, a lot of that stuff was very hard to read. Yes, the like British accounts of uh, what they say they witnessed in the Capitol truly are horrifying. And it's one of those things where you read them and you're like, this is so horrifying, it does not seem real to mm-hmm. me. Um, And so many, not necessarily immediately recent, not things written just now, but so much other stuff just uncritically drew from those accounts like I found multiple uh references to these these very lurid eyewitness accounts as being authoritative and it's like this is obviously influenced by racist attitudes like the when you read the language of all of the rest of the account it's clearly there So it's like so much repeating of these same things without really examining, hey, if all of this other racist language in here has not held up, why is this piece of it still being approached as though it is an impartial account of what this fighting force saw when it invaded a capital of another nation? Yeah. Yeah. So it's tricky. Uh, so I made sure as as much as I could when I was researching this, um, like, a lot of my papers were written by Nigerian historians, other people living in uh, from parts of West Africa, to get their perspective and their read on what was happening, rather than trying to just, uh, like, parrot a 19th century account that's clearly threaded through with like biases of the day that were specifically being used to continue subjugating African kingdoms and empires. Yeah. I had two thoughts that have nothing to do with that. Okay. They have nothing to do with any of the hard stuff, which it's not to make light of it or try to divert from it. But um one thing that delighted me so much when I first opened this document after you sent it over was the mention of one of my favorite things. Fractals. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, and it's like that that fractal part sounds really cool, but over and over again, I found these, uh, you know, mainstream articles that were like, yeah, Europeans were really jerks when they first saw these uh, African capitals because they didn't understand. I'm like, but all these accounts I just read did not seem... Really? It sounds beautiful. That's one of those things that makes me um to me that very concept of developing like a um a building, a city, a plot, any sort of design on a fractal is evidence to me of like an advancement of thinking and not the opposite, which is how it's mm-hmm. sometimes like they're like it's confusing which it wasn't obviously to to mm-hmm. everyone but later on they tried to pitch it that way and I'm like yeah all you are showing me is that you do not understand the mathematics of nature <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> which lots of people don't but um and I'm not even saying I I do I just have a the vaguest drive-by grasp of it but like to say that that is evidence that it was it was uh confusing versus evidence that they were onto something that cultures of the time were largely putting people in square and rectangular boxes, which are, like, the simplest and most basic kinds mm-hmm. of of design. It just it struck me as hilarious that that would be the case. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention when we were recording, but it would have really, like, sidelined things, mm-hmm. <laughs> is um, y- you had included in your outline uh, the years that various... Countries had outlawed execute public execution, mm-hmm. and you mentioned specifically France uh, and the the outlawing of public guillotining in 1939, which sounds late. However, I will bet that there were a few people in our listening audience who uh, that piqued their memory because we talked about that. On an episode where we talked about one of our topics, was a person, a famous person, who attended the last public guillotining in France. Do you remember who it was? I don't remember this at all. Christopher Lee. Oh wow! No, I did not remember that. Yeah, he uh, he attended the last public guillotining in France. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which is something that comes up as a factoid about him when you look at, like, quick, you know, oh, Christopher Lee was amazing. And he genuinely was, uh, mm-hmm. as, as you know if you listen to our episode. But, um, yeah, that, that always makes me think about it when I think about the end of guillotining and how late it came. I'm like, no, really late. Like, an actor you have loved in many things saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which is just a way to connect that thread through history. So, yeah. Um one of the things that I think has added a layer of complexity to like discussions of what is the best repatriation plan, uh, which we mentioned in the episode, but didn't go into ton of, a ton of detail on, is that a lot of these pieces, like it's not just a standalone work of art. It's like an expression of the nation's history that was done within a specific context to record that history and questions of like, if you put this, if you hang this on a wall in a museum, Without that whole historical context there, like, even if there's a little plaque hanging up next to it that's like, hey, this is what this was about, like, there are some questions about, like, is that going to be adequate to really convey what this meant? Um, And I was actually trying to remember, because I have seen the items from Benin that are in the Museum of Fine Arts here in Boston, which I have not been... I haven't been into that building in a couple of years cuz we've been having a pandemic. Uh, and I was trying to remember like how how was that presented? How did I con- did I conceive of these things as works of art or did I conceive of them as works of art that were also cultural objects that were meant to represent something beyond like a depiction of an animal, you know? Right. Uh and it's it's tricky and complicated. Um Well, especially because those two things can overlap. Right, right, for sure. Um, You could have seen it in both of those ways simultaneously without any sort of conflict between those concepts, which is, I think, another reason that people have had trouble accepting them as one or the other. Yeah, and it's... Some of the same questions when we've talked about uh, in the United States um, NAGPRA and the repatriation of cultural ob- objects and human remains to indigenous nations, like a lot of those exact same questions are exist with all of these pieces from the kingdom of Benin. It's like, uh, this is a cultural object that came from a kingdom that clearly belonged to that kingdom. Uh, here in the U.S., there is a legal, a legal framework has been written for what to do right and with these particular pieces some of that is is sort of unanswered at this point and that's one of the reasons that it has been a long process uh i'm not saying at all that nagpra has made it and there's still a lot of a lot of stuff that just takes forever to get through with nagpra i'm not saying that that like solved all of the issues but like It's a layer that has, that makes the, the treatment a little different. Yeah, These are always tricky because there's no, I mean, you talked about, there's no easy answer. Like there's no, Mm -hmm. if you look at it with any level of nuance, it only becomes more complex and more difficult. Yeah. uh, Which is always the peril of, of studying anything like this. Yeah, well, and I think the thing that that, uh, can seem like the most obvious option, which is, like, repatriate them to the kingdom of Benin. What does the kingdom of Benin want? Like, what does the current Oba want? What will that person's successor want? Like, there's still a bunch of stuff to work through. All of that, I'm sure, will continue to evolve significantly over the next years and even decades. So... If you'd like to send us a note about anything, we're at podcast at iHeartRadio.com. And we're also all over social media at Missed in History. That's where you'll find our Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our show on the iHeartRadio app and wherever else you like to get podcasts. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy
0: Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.